Hello, welcome to the Retro Rejects New Year. Although I think maybe last episode was in the New Year as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the, this week we're going to be discussing whether Supergirl, 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 Supergirl from 1984 is like so bad it's actually good. Supergirl. So, you know, I seem to remember you talking about Supergirl, but one of the reasons why I went through my mind to watch it was because I think you liked it when you were younger. I did, but you have to bear in mind I liked the novelization of it. Oh, right. I, I had the book of Supergirl, which is actually, they seem to do this a lot back in the 80s and the 90s, whereas, like, you know, a film was brought out and they'd write actually, like, the novelization mm. of the film rather than a film made from a book the other way around. So I read it a few times and I was like, oh, this is great. Well, I think it was like for people think, who didn't or couldn't get to movies or couldn't maybe have, well maybe you I don't know if you could afford it or not but I don't know why they used to do that it was probably know. just an extra revenue of course for, it was like, I suppose yeah they, they just like do the books of it and all the rest but for me because I didn't have like a, a VHS or anything like that back at the mm. time it was my way if I wanted to watch a film again I just read the book as yeah. I did with like other Superman and Indiana Jones and all well, the rest well it, it was because I suppose there was some films when they come out that they mightn't actually come to like this has been in the 80s now they're, yeah. they're, in, in Ireland there wasn't like mega cinemas like the way that there mm. are now like um the, the different groups and stuff like that it was yeah, all in, independent yeah, movie exactly, centers yeah. basically so maybe they couldn't afford to get the rights for certain mm. things I'm really sure I saw Supergirl though here in, in Ireland I saw it in the know? cinema yeah. yeah no but I'm not but yeah. you know there were certain things yeah, that like been, yeah. 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 wouldn't have just hit as far as Ireland really, yeah I so I suppose it was the whole thing or if you couldn't wait for it to come out you get the book mm. so you could kind of nearly because I think I had the book of Die Hard did you yeah I think <laughs> oh there was God. a Die Hard book I need to get that or something like that there was yeah. definitely one of those uh, I know Oh, well, Jaws was based on a book originally mm. anyway, wasn't it? So there were some things. But I remember getting like the, the Star Wars books. There was no, I had an yeah. annual of the uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Um, yeah, it. they used to have those little sort of, they were like read-along stories as well, where mm. they'd have a picture in the top half of the uh, the page and then the, the text is on the bottom half telling you what was mm. going on. It was always very... It was kind of like, this is a little bit too advanced for like children to read, but it was too boring for adults to read as yeah. well. Because they'd have a lot of technical terms thrown in, but equally if you're an adult, you're not going to read that. It's mm. like a picture book for kids. So but I don't just... know if they were for kids only, because I remember the, the Star Wars one where it was basically just screenshots mm. from the movie with That's it, yeah, stuff with the like, text yeah. on it, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, and like you know I'm sure nowadays because there is stuff like that I've gotten books like that uh, for films I think we have one on The Dark Knight <laughs> there you know where mm-hmm. it's I think there, there might have been more to it than just the story it might have been like behind the scenes yeah, stuff yeah a bit of additional um, information an extra kind of thing because mm. I think there might have been stuff about Boba Fett what, in, in The Dark Knight? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Crossing into different universes there. Well, yeah, but, but sorry, you were yes. saying about Supergirl. No, that, yeah. that was like, that was why I, I think I was, I was a fan of it when I was younger as well, because it's like, oh, Superman, and there's a Supergirl. And it's like, mm. oh, great. It's, you know, it's his cousin kind of a thing. It's brilliant. And I, I remember liking the film when I was a kid. But of course, being a child, your taste levels are very different to um, seeing it with adult eyes. Mm. And that was the thing. I was kind of really looking forward to it. I remember it being a bit cheesy, all right, because I remember the whole, like, Phantom Zone and you know Zoltar and all the rest I remember thinking that was a bit 
cheesy as a kid mm. but it also having said that as well I was actually really upset by it because uh, spoilers everybody in that particular episode or that scene or whatever <clears throat> he doesn't actually make it out of the Phantom Zone mm. I remember being really upset and traumatised and I was like oh my god and then I had a fear in my head of black holes from then on as well because mm. I thought it was a black hole but for people who are familiar because like I mean there might be people I, I don't think Supergirl is going to be Not a film that's going to be as widely no. watched the, the basic premise for Supergirl the movie was well it was born from a whole thing of that the third Superman movie was after coming out mm-hmm. and it didn't do as well as the other two so there was this whole thing where they wanted to do a crossover with it um, Christopher Reeve refused to do it because he was fed up with playing Superman at that yeah, time um, so it's they decided just to do a Supergirl movie now I'm not like the biggest Supergirl fan, even though I love DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I, I've never read like a, a standalone uh, Supergirl comic until this week. Yeah. Um, but she's been in like crossover events and mm-hmm. stuff. And as well, like you looked at the Justice League with me yes. numerous times. Yes. And she was in that mm-hmm. a fair bit and she was in the Superman TV series as mm-hmm. well. And as well as Superdog. Yes, the Super. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think she's actually one of the better characters. I think she's probably underused mm. in the DC universe. I think her story is more compelling than Superman's story because she's basically Supergirl in the comics. There's different versions of her, but it's always that she's um, a teenager mm. or coming into being a teenager when she leaves. It, it's like uh, there is... In the film, it's, uh, I can't even remember the name of the city, Arlo or something like that. Yeah, but it's basically the few it, survivors. Well, I've gripped yeah. on, they yeah. broke off and they kind of survived in this city. small city. Yeah. yeah, there was in some of the comic books, there is that that city is like shrunk down and Brainiac has it and he had Supergirl and all that. And she got, she was sent to Earth to protect um, the baby Clark Kent mm. but I can't remember why but she got it but there's loads of different versions but yeah. the whole thing with her is she isn't like and then I think there is ones where she's born um, or she gets started and stuff but because she's not having grown up a human mm. she's you know it's, it's a very very different thing and what I quite liked about the movie as well was that there was that fantasy element to it mm-hmm. and the magic element which they don't often deal with in Superman no yeah um, well, and at the time, I think that's why I kind of liked it. it was like, oh, demons and yeah, shit. Yeah, and witches and stuff. Yeah. yeah um, mm. But uh, yeah, but basically the story of the film is that uh, Supergirl, she's, uh, they're on their like planet that's mm-hmm. after escaping. And, city, yeah. Yeah, the stuff goes wrong. They lose the power source. It goes to Earth. Yeah, it's the this guy, tiny little floating orb, basically, yeah, that can fit in the palm of your hand. That you can quite obviously tell it's on a ring, so yeah, it can exactly spin around rotates, in people's yeah. hands. Um, <laughs> but uh, the guy Zoltar, he created... The, the the city, city. Yeah. and because he feels like he was the one that lost it because he gave it to Supergirl who fucking created a mosquito that broke through the walls the of the city the very thin membrane plastic, which yeah, basically yeah. is plastic sheet and it's like Jesus, yeah. that's all that's protecting your city you're not all that clever as a species mm. are you but uh, it, because she goes off in a little ship that he's after building to track it down it's never really said but it seems that her, she's got a bracelet on her that tracks the thing because it flashes when she's nearby. Yeah, it. that was the thing. But they never say anything. Like, no, they don't explicitly say that. It tracks it, but it's, it was a bracelet that Zoltar made for her with his little uh, magic wand thing. Mm. And uh, she's like, oh, it's pretty. But of course, it starts slowing then when it comes nearer to the power source. Mm. Because I, th- I think if you read into it a bit more, and I think about it a bit more, I suppose, he created the whole city and the city is powered from the power source. So mm. it stands to logic that the bracelet would also be powered by the power source. So that's why it flashes. Mm. Well, but you'd have you to think... got into it a bit more, really. 
yeah. Well, no, it's just, uh, I suppose, you know, it, it isn't explained. It's just it's just assumed yeah. that you kind of take it for that. But we get into yes. that, because just to give people a plot kind of yeah, synopsis exactly. for it really, really quick. Uh, so basically, the, the power source is lost. Supergirl goes to Earth to try and find it. A witch has it. She has to fight the witch to get it back. Mm. And that's really... That's pretty much the, it. The, yeah. the movie. Um, the witch Superman obviously is trying it. to use it to take over the world as well. Yeah. And she's, she's halfway through doing and it. And the witch is... Um, Faye Dunaway, was it? Was that the mum? Um, no, no, the mum was Mia Farrow. Sorry, yeah, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, but yes, and she was like this very... Uh, this stereotypical sort of like haughty witch lamb and sort mm. of, you know, kind of using everybody for her own sort of nefarious ends mm. and all the rest. But for some reason she was living in like a disused um, ghost Amusement train in park. a car. Yeah, it's, it's all very weird. Like, I mean, the thing before we get into it as well, for people that are, it's got like terrible reviews. Mm. It's like, I think we started off kind of going, oh, it's all right. So people that don't, it's not going to be like a Batman 89 fucking yeah. scenario <laughs> or a Richard Donner Superman scenario. Mm. This film was panned at the time. I think it has like a 4% or something like that approval rating. Mm. Um, it, it's it's not well liked. It's, yes, movie. it's not held in high regard. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I do think it's so bad it's good. Yeah. Uh, with it. And even looking at it, for it now it did feel long. It we did were actually. Yeah. At it. I think it was like maybe maybe two hours, and mm. I think the night afterwards we were looking at Lord of the Rings, and that felt shorter. It felt shorter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, with it. it's not, it's very very campy. Yeah. Uh, the, even the premise as well of the battle between um, Supergirl and the witch herself as well. What was her name? Sabrina or something yeah, like that no not Sabrina I can't remember but anyway herself and the witch they were basically Selena Selena that was it close enough to Sabrina I suppose but basically they saw this guy out doing a bit of gardening with his shirt off and Supergirl kind of she was and the guy was the, the dickhead from Die Hard I know when you said yeah. that I was like what oh my god that's just yeah. that's outright well obviously this is him a little bit younger but um the witch kind of goes oh he's lovely I'll have him for myself and I'll do like mm. a love potion that it'll make him fall in love with me um, but unfortunately well fortunately or unfortunately um, he's, well, he has the love potion and the first person he sees is um, Supergirl or but, her, well it's her, her alias yeah, alias her which alias. is a teenage girl who's in an all girl school which he gardens at yeah so I don't know what age she's meant to I be but I think so she's she's definitely under meant to be under 16 yes or at least under 18 and all yeah. this but yeah he falls totally in love with her and it's just like oh well this is just accepted and it's absolutely yeah. fine and he's talking after her yeah. yeah and like he's he's clearly a fully grown he's like 30 plus kind of yeah, thing yeah and well. he's, like, he's tall yeah like he's yeah he's he's not yeah. like you know your typical kind of teen heartthrob he is mm. clearly quite like, you know, an older if man if anyone's <laughs> child came home from school and went oh this the gardener boy, yeah, he keeps telling me that he loves me and he's yeah, <laughs> you know you'd be like what the fuck that's it I know oh, it's horrendous but of course the witch then kind of gets all jealous Selena she's like oh, I'm going to kill Supergirl because that, of that girl and she can't piece together why Supergirl keeps showing up when she's trying to do things to kill yeah uh, her the, altar, the, the yeah. child exactly yeah. <laughs> Linda wasn't it or something yeah, think, yeah. yeah. was was her, her name now, her Clark name the, there's like a million and one plot holes with this and I was looking at a video oh it's all over the place I can't it's like Minty Comedian I can't remember what the name of his YouTube channel is he's constantly every week he does like mm. um 10 things you might know about such and such a film mm-hmm. and he's actually quite good and I'm Sorry, I can't remember the name of the channel because I've been looking at him for years. But he has, like, nearly any fucking film you can think of, he'll have mm. 10 facts up for. And he's a te- when he was talking about this, um, he was saying that a lot of the plot holes that are in it was because um, 
uh, Clark Kent wasn't in it because like fucking uh, oh, yeah, Christopher Reeve, Reeve dropped out. Up, yeah. uh, mm. Whereas there was going because you see stuff like when she turns into the schoolgirl mm. and uh, her old alias and she kind of goes into the school. She seems to know loads about Clark Kent and she's mm. like, "How could you know anything? You've never met him. You've yeah, like, yeah, just I've never been from. on Earth. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And like some of the charm of the film, I suppose, is from her being a total, like literally a total alien. She doesn't know her customs. She doesn't know why people talk the way they do her. She doesn't know." How to conduct herself, really, I suppose. Everything is absolutely fascinating to her. And it's what, the first interaction she has is with, like, truckers that try and rape her. Yeah, which is, again, she's a young girl and they're yeah. like, it looks like it's time. But they just stop the in the middle of the street yeah. and they're like, oh, like, look up your dress. <laughs> and then she's like, why are you trying to do this? And it's, it's just the way we are. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like, that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. It's so fucking creepy just, and but, horrifying. Yeah. Now, now, of course, because she's Supergirl, she absolutely fucking mangles the but two after she mangles him like there's because it is one of those scenes where it's hard to forget because mm. it's just like what the fuck is actually going <laughs> and like one of the tra- and he turns to the other trucker and he goes we better not tell anyone about this and it's like that's exactly what he said you know yeah exactly oh we had a great rape the other day we yeah. tell you all about it it's like oh, what kind of friends and family do but these people the way that they were portrayed I think it shows a lot for whoever wrote what they taught at truckers as well <laughs> yeah that's true you know yeah. it's like imagine if because we were going to do planes trains and automobiles there mm. one day and we just decided ah uh, no I think we did the Metallica thing instead mm. but um Imagine if, like, that was in trains where they got into truck and they just, the two of them just got raped. <laughs> but this thing just seems to persist throughout the whole of, like, sort of American culture. Mm. Up as far as it's always sunny when they're a hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they got the, in the, the lizards. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it just seems to be a thing. But this was particularly, because it is more or less a kid's film. Yeah, and it's like uh, why do you need to show why does it need to be that kind of like why is that her first interaction that's what I mean the, yeah. you could, it could be a threatening situation where somebody tries to rob her but why does it have to be like come here pretty girl yeah. you know it's just that's unsettling to watch as a child and even more so as an adult yeah, like, yeah I, I'd imagine when I was young I probably had no idea what was going mm. on like you know I'd imagine most kids wouldn't have any mm. idea what's going on and then it's just like oh oh she bet up the bad guys they're obviously bad you know but not <laughs> knowing what they were planning to yeah. do to her um mm. But yeah, then she'd like when she the school girl. But that's uh, it's like why does she decide even to enroll in school? She's coming to see, find the power supply, yeah. and then she's like, "I'll just waste half my day going to school and going to lessons and stuff like that." Yeah, it's so bizarre. I don't know, and, and she ends up happening to live with Lois Lane's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is yeah. Yeah, I told you about Lois Lane's, but she she's did. real kind of that um, 80s yeah. character that they used to where it was like a throwback to the 50s kind of wise guy thing where she was like why yeah, yeah she was really yeah. good she was kind of with the short hair and the spunky kind of like you know yeah. hey I'll put my fist she up was in Greece mm. apparently or Greece she? too mm. yeah so it's that kind of and like I mean she's a very good actress mm. um, in it but it's then she gets Jimmy Olsen to come around yeah. and it's like Jimmy Olsen from the Superman movies mm. And he doesn't really do anything. He, yeah, he just, just shows up to be kind of like almost a love interest for yeah. Lois Lane's sister. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, and I think that's even because it's like, you're dating. Hmm. You're a grown man. That Again, lives yes, and she is a schoolgirl. Yeah, and yeah. you're dating a schoolgirl or you're harassing a schoolgirl. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> But the, the main bad guy, or well, actually, we should talk a bit about Supergirl and for Helen Slater. Mm. Um, I think it was her first thing that mm. she ever did. Um, anyone that like grew up in the eighties will mm. know her from kind of like she was in loads of movies in mm. the eighties. But like she is probably the best thing about it. I t- think she made an excellent Supergirl. Mm. 
Um, and if they had to do a franchise, like people go on about Gal Gadot being a brilliant yeah. Wonder Woman, I think she's a bit crap. Mm. Um, whether you just get a kind, of, she's nearly like a simper and idiot, I think. In <laughs> where she's just like, eh. whereas she came across as she had the right balance, yeah. I think, of naivety about like her new situation and how things are on Earth, mm. and the the perfect balance then of like, yeah, well, I can mind myself. It wasn't even like oh, girl power. It's just like, well, of course I'm going to kick your arse, and of course it's down to me. I have to mm. do the right thing, kind of thing. She's just a good. She's like she was like Superman. Was yeah, like, I am good. It's because a, that's I have it. She's to do good, good for the Christopher Reeve Superman mm. in that universe. Mm. Um, whereas I, I don't. She wouldn't really fit in like the Batman. Maybe actually she would fit, mm. in, fit in with Batman eighty nine kind of universe. Yeah, definitely not the Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, version. Zack Snyder. Yeah, Chris Nolan. Zack Snyder. What? Sure, he did the last DCEU kind oh, of like that. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry, I'm still a little yeah. bit Which we like. looked at the, the Flash yeah. there the other night. Yeah. And there was an, it's the, their version of Supergirl, and that was very good as well, mm. which was based on, if anyone, the Flashpoint Paradox. Mm. Um, I'm not going to get into it because that's a whole, but like you saw, there was a brilliant cartoon of it came out. Yeah. Much better than the film. But like I said, what did the Flash the film, film was? was. Good. Yeah. I don't understand why people the fucking slated it. it yeah, the special yeah. effects in it were a bit shit. You could tell that they were rushed. And yeah. maybe they, because I think there was a lot of problems with it where they probably changed it a million and one times and they're probably, we got to fucking just get this film out. Like mm. just... Um, do it. but some of the special effects were I actually like, like, quite enjoyed the whole film I, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was the best out of the DCU for movies. quite a while yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really really good Ezra Miller I thought was brilliant as mm. the Flash I know there was like he's yeah, there's all controversies around him problems rest, yeah. and like you, you mm. know it's I don't know but yeah his performance in the film was yeah. very good and it was brilliant it was, I, I, genuinely I, I think anyone out there who hasn't seen it mm. don't really listen to what the critics have been yeah, although the critics have been saying it's brilliant but then mm. people kind of went to go well what do the critics know <laughs> and it's it's just a really really good fun movie mm. with, with a heart yeah. to it um, as well mm. Supergirl but back to Supergirl I suppose yeah. Uh, with it um, what were we saying about Supergirl <laughs> no you were just saying about um, Slater like you know herself you know, oh she yeah was... she was she was she's very very good mm. um, like people kind of criticise uh, Selena Faye Dunaway as well saying mm. that she was now she is over the top and it is but camp, but it kind of fits and it's what people forget it's a fucking children's movie yeah. as well yeah it's, she's meant to be the villain and she's meant to be all arch and sort of yeah. evil and stuff which she was so it was great now what I noticed that someone on one of the videos that were looking at him, said that she basically got told she was going to get fired off if she didn't cut the fucking shit um, on mm. set apparently there was a lot of kind of like um, drama queen stuff going oh, on right, with her like, okay. um, fair enough which but there was bits in when we were looking at the film at first I was saying because when they go to a shot of her on her own it was like all soft focus and stuff yeah and it, it, was, was like, it was like bizarrely like so yeah to the point where I'd imagine she had something in her contract or she was like no I want to be fucking shot like this yeah or any, any like close ups or any like uh, one takes me or whatever and it was it was severe self yeah. focus it was like somebody smeared Vaseline on and like I mean the thing is if it fitted some kind where it was a dream sequence mm. or some kind of 
that you kind of go, oh, yeah, 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 Grant. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, like, I mean, to go from one shot to another shot, or if someone else was in the shot with her, it wouldn't be in soft focus. Yeah. It would be only if she was in the shot. It would caught to her, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was very bizarre, um, actually. And Peter Cook was like her boyfriend, who was mm. like a witch, Nigel, who was like <laughs> teaching her how to black and magic at the tiny, start of it. A very nice little twist of fate is where he ended up being um, Supergirl's maths teacher as well yes. in the <laughs> class that she joined. And it's Which just is so like, bizarre. Oh, of course he would be a maths teacher. Yeah, why well, not? Like, yeah. yeah. But uh, the, that was played by Peter Cook, mm. um, who people, who, like, he used to do a comedy duo with Dudley Moore. Mm. Um, and he was just a really, really, really good comedian. Mm. Um, he died, I think it, was, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, he died. Like, longer, yeah, yeah um, another big, what there was fucking, oh, what's his name? Lawrence of Arabia. Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole, yeah. yeah. And he's quite obviously hammered. In, like, the whole I mean, way through. Yeah. yeah. It's ah. it's like that sort of drunk old granddad in a pub kind of a thing. Was yeah. rah, 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 like rah. he's well-known alcoholic, mm. but like, I mean, it was quite, he was fucking pissed. There was a couple of scenes with him where when the camera closed in on him, you could look, his he's eyes not, he's were going fucking, in two different directions yeah. nearly, yeah. And even the way he was talking and there was, there was a bit at the start where he was just talking to Supergirl and he started going zip, zap, zoop. <laughs> and it was just like, out of the blue. What? Yeah. yeah. And you kind of go, what the fuck is he on coke or, yeah. you know? Well, it's just, I think, yeah, probably would have actually uh, been more authentic if he just had like fucking, I don't know, a tumbler of whiskey and swirling it around while yeah. he was talking because it gave that kind of vibe where he was just like uh, the ramblings of a drunken man kind yeah. of thing and being like, oh, I'm very uh, verbose and I must mm. tell you this now and I must, you know, and it's all fucking, I don't know. And like he gets sent to the Forbidden Zone uh, when he decides yes. to, that he should zone. get, or the Phantom Zone, yes. yeah. He and decides to exile himself because yeah. he was after basically without the power supply the city is doomed to die within mm. a couple of days so he's like oh your suffering will be quick mine will be immense and forever yeah, you'd you think he'd be like ah yeah Fuck it, yeah, you know. I'd stay here and die with it. But he's like, "Oh no, I'll um, I'll go there, you yeah, know, and punish myself. Yeah, where goodness. I can live forever." Yeah. Well, in fairness, the Phantom Zone is a horrible place. It's all just like fucking mm. hurricane winds, and he still managed to find some kind of alcoholic drink there, though. That's true, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. somehow or another. Yes, see, squirt. Yeah, and trying to get Supergirl to drink it as well. Yeah, but yes, I suppose it was very convenient that when she got sent to the Phantom Zone by Selena during a battle, and again, that is mm. just. That cracks me up because she gets put in like the pain at last mm. as such and she gets, you know, sent off to And how would Selena know anything about the, the Phantom Zone? Like Selena goes from being a nobody living in a fucking ghost house yeah. to all of a sudden she's like this maestro. Like, yeah. yeah, she knows everything. And ends up taking over the small town and has yeah. like a, an army. Yeah. Um, well, at least I suppose they do show the power of reading because every time she wants to do something else she goes delving into a book and she finds the spell almost immediately. Mm. So I suppose in that way it's good for kids to go, hey guys, Look, oh, if books. I want to be a totalitarian dictator, yeah, <laughs> just read like, your books. Yeah, yeah. yeah you never see book. Doctor Doom reading. So, uh, <laughs> he know he's like he knows all these different things, but you never see him reading. Yeah, it is almost just, as if it wouldn't be fun to watch kind yeah. of well, read sure. a comic. Gun. <laughs> it wouldn't be fun to read about yeah. somebody reading, I suppose. In fairness, mm. that's a bit too meta. Isn't Doctor it? Doom on the toilet with like you know <laughs> fucking the Goetia kind of going. Oh, I don't know something on Google. Oh, that's how you do it. Oh, yeah, that's grand. Yeah, on you. YouTube. Yeah. 
Siri, <laughs> how, do, how do I mix uh, black magic with technology? <laughs> um, the other, I suppose we should mention is um, Serena Psychic, the other witch as well. It took, I was looking at her. Oh, yeah, she was going, like oh, some she's other. She's so familiar. She she's was Joey Tribbiani's mother in France. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was for ages, I was like, who that? She's so familiar, so mm. familiar and all the rest. And then the minute I copped to it was, I was like, that's all I could think of. It was uh, like Joey Tribbiani's mother is hanging around to the witch in a fucking mm. a ghost train. She, like, she was the side where she was like making a smart comment on the side and so yeah but she was actually trying to do sort of the good thing as well she'd be like ah now Selena don't go that far like you know she's trying to rein her in a little bit and oh maybe it wouldn't be a good idea to do that and that should be rough she's only a little girl she's just some kid like yeah why why are you so mad about it you know and again she pointed out she's like it's just some fucking random gardener why are you so obsessed over this one guy there's plenty of guys out there you know no I must have him and Mm. I must fight with this teenager as well like there's there's really no action in it I think that's one of the worst things about like being a two hour long movie well the action that is in it when the fucking the smoke or the shadow self when she's like oh shadow self before that was the Mm. thing when your man um fucking I can't even remember his name out of Die Hard but when Mm. he gets drugged up and he's stumbling around your woman Selena sends a fucking bulldozer or a digger a a JCB yeah with the bucket on it after him him, which picks him up yeah and no one is really flinching an eye until it swallows him and then they're like oh god they're just like oh my god it's a runaway and it's like, like how no, often does this happen yeah a runaway JCB comes along and just yeah. actually chomps up something yeah. into their bucket and he's struggling away and of course the, the JCB is knocking down half the, this small town and mm. people are like oh no what do we do and everyone's just like oh let's just stand and watch it kind of a thing yeah, and then Supergirl comes along and just mm. takes the bucket off it. rips it apart yeah. Yeah. and that's uh, when he falls in love with her because he opens his eyes and yeah. sees her then yeah. and then the only other real action is like that when um, Selene sends the, yeah. the and even with that, the phantoms, it's like climbing the side of a mountain. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. With it's a bit right. of wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh no, I'm going to get blown yeah. off, oh no. But with the demon, it's like, they really, because like the demon is just invisible, so it's For like, the most part, yeah, and I kind of, it's just like, oh my shadow self, go and attack her, and it's just all this scree, scrap, yeah. and guys and all the rest. And then when he does catch Supergirl... He basically, it's just I don't know how they actually did the effect. But oh, that it was, was a, terrible. No, that effect. wasn't that. But that was a further into it, it was at the very it? end. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. They, there was the, the, at that bit when yeah. he was attacking her in the school, she like mm. ripped it up, fucking kind of like a light pole, and like it got hit by electricity. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. She She's used the electricity to kill it. And it just went back, and then she went back in, dressed as super. She didn't even fly in through her dorm window. She just walked in. Yeah, hello. and there was some like dorm kind of. Garrett. <laughs> Dorm guard? Yeah, that was like, you know, oh, what are you dressed like that for? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, kind of a house mother, I suppose, yeah. or something like that. And she's like, hey, why are you dressed like that, you slag? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? But the bit that you're on about at the end mm. is when she gets back from the fucking the Phantom Zone mm. and she's like, all right, Celine, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> and you she, she's like, I'll summon the demon again. The demon oh, picks her up and stretches her out. Like, yeah, literally catches her arms uh, and legs and stretches her out like a fucking piece of, I don't know, rubber or something mm. like that which is ridiculous to look at but as well like there's so many weird um things within the film as well like the, when she captured everybody like you know Jimmy Olsen and you know sort of mm. Lois Lane's sister and all that she just basically put him in hanging cages oh yeah oh and she was trying to teach her man a lesson ah. because he gave her the wand of Burundi oh yeah, yeah which it. helped her summon the demons yeah. um, uh, but Peter Cook uh, yeah, she basically just, just 
like she was like I'm putting a curse on you now and it was like his clothes were like a bit dusty and his hair was dusty and it was just <laughs> yeah. like what it's, yeah, yeah. so bizarre mm. but yeah this whole suspension in fucking iron cages and stuff like that yeah. and it was just okay it's very weird I don't know like I mean that would kind of like maybe ruin kids psyche I suppose as well and they look at that because I mean it's it's either terrifying or it's you know but that was like a fantasy thing in the mm. 80s but that's the Every, but everyone why was it it, yeah. was, it seems looking at it at it as an adult it seems to be kind of like borderline kind of S&M kind of fucking I thing, don't think you know? there was that thought for, I think it was just because it was like that was the thing that was done mm. and it was like in a lot of companies because it was it's like, oh, how do you keep it? Because remember in Batman, like it was always mm. there suspended from the fucking roof and the row of like, you know, fall. It's about the whole thing about him being in the cages was that they'd fall on spikes. Charge, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they try to get away. So it's just like a trope, I think. I know, but where did it stem from? Like, I mean, the only other place you ever see hanging cages. place ever see hanging cages like strippers and fucking, you know, dancers and stuff in like nightclubs. That's the only other time you Yeah, I don't think that would have been around at that stage. Yeah, though, I don't, maybe, that, maybe that came from the films yeah and they probably did yeah, yeah or, or, or right. what are we going to do with all these strippers we don't <laughs> have just, we, hey. have, we don't have enough room on the floor for it like you know, ah, sticks on the cage like grand, uh, yeah. they don't mind yeah. they're strippers like. yeah, it's fine it's uh, fine yeah but um yeah like I mean as you said the action in it is just you know the the shadow self the demon is just ridiculous because yeah, um, at the very end you do get to see his face or whatever but it's like somebody just drew straight onto it's, the film special effects are pretty appalling mm. apart from the flying which is actually and some of it now yeah but not. for the time for the time I suppose yeah, yeah because like remember the whole selling point of the Superman it yeah. was like you believe a man can fly yeah, yeah because it was never really done before it was always done just at, like a screen behind people but mm. this was like oh my god like he's yeah actually soaring through yeah Mountains and canyons. And so stuff I th- like they that. did the same stuff mm. for Supergirl in this. Now there's not really a lot of flying in it, but the, mm. the bit that there is, it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Like I mean, it's not like by today's standards. Where yeah, you know, that's you know. true. Yeah, but I suppose it is nice, and it is. It's sort of um, it's not even needed in it as well. It's just to look cool because she just goes for a fly every now and again. She's like, mm. oh, I'll just I'll have a look yeah. over the clouds and see what's going on. And kind of do a few somersaults and yeah, uh, yeah. That's there's a lot of pissing about in it. Yeah, there's not isn't much it? happens at all. Like, yeah. you know, there's no awful lot of sitting in the dorm rooms just chatting to her matey and stuff yeah, like that or her just flying around looking at horses yeah oh yes yeah. yeah well I suppose you see it's probably aimed at like kind of younger girls and that seems to be another well, thing horses well. was a big thing in the yeah, 80s like well I suppose they still are now yeah. yeah but there oh. seems to be this fascination of your, like My Little Pony and all mm. this like I'll throw a few horses in the, the girls will love that like yeah. uh, <laughs> and nature just yeah. Yeah. well like there's as as a movie mm. itself, it is terrible. Yeah, and um, it's it's quite disjointed and all over the place. Like, yeah, it just bumbles from one scene to the next. Yes, yeah. like I don't like shitting on mm. movies. Uh, but that was you know, as a child, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, because it was she her herself was you know she was quite an empowering character as well because mm. she was just. It wasn't the fact that like oh look she's a girl and she's got like boobs and stuff like that. Mm. There wasn't that kind of sexualization no, of her yeah. like that. It was very much here is this teenage girl being all wholesome and helping people out and just doing the right thing because that's what you're supposed to do kind of a thing. You well, know? it's one that didn't go for the thing that a lot of movies get criticised for with those things. What is that like? There's always she needs a man mm. or a man helps her out or a man saves. Where it's like she doesn't get help from it. It's yeah. she's just very much on her own doing her own thing. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and even the whole thing, because, you know, sort of the gardener falls in love with her and all the rest, she kind of feels duty bound to protect him just because. Mm. Like, even at the end, he's just like, oh, don't leave me. And she's like, no, I'm off home, say about it. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, you're safe now. Shut up, go away, kind of a thing. Mm. You know, but it's just, it seemed to me like if it was. I know a woman was in the same position. She would have done equally as much to try and save her. Mm. As the, you know, it wasn't the fact that like, oh, I'm so in love with him and he's so That's it. it's. I think the characterization mm. of Supergirl was good. I think it came from a good place mm. where it was like they were trying to make mm. um, a character that was maybe like the fucking stereotype. What's the a word? A role model. A role model, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, like I... They were saying about that with uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman as mm. well. But you look at the movies and you kind of go, not really. Like Gal Gadot went into the role. Uh, she did a lot of stuff off the movie. Yeah. Like meeting kids as Wonder Woman, mm. you know, and kind of like sick kids and all that stuff. And she seemed to be really into it. And like, mm. in fairness, I know that fucking song thing that she did was corny as shit. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and there's other stuff about her as well. But like, it's, I think she probably had good intentions, mm. but just... She's a bit of a lunatic. Whereas with this, I think the characterization was it, it, it's Supergirl. Mm. That's it. It was like kind of like Reeves the Superman. Yeah. Which is very pure, kind of like a bit of innocence. That was to, it very yeah. wholesome as such. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just, it was all the humans around her that weren't all particularly wholesome. She was very much just, as I said, like sort of a teenage girl trying to do right by everyone, mm. trying to save her home planet, trying to be good to everyone on Earth and feeling like it's her duty if she can't help to yeah. help kind of a thing. You know? mm. Which is a good message mm. to send mm. um, out. I think that's it although at the same point really don't really want like eight year old girls going off going oh there's a runaway digger I'm just yeah. going to try and rip the there's pocket there's two truckers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go over and punch them out yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no don't stay away from <laughs> the scary rapey truckers yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I don't know like it's you kind of the more you talk about it mm. I think for other people it's probably very easy to kind of Poke massive holes in it mm. and stuff, but as well, I think if you grow up in the eighties, a lot you of the be, stuff you just accept as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of movies I go looking back at every now and again, and I kind of go, "How did that make sense to me when I was younger?" Mm. There, there's like massive plot holes in it. It it's is, but I think with child logic, especially. Oh yeah. Oh Lord, just banged her elbow there. In the corner of a desk. Yeah, she's ain't no supergirl. No, ain't no supergirl at all. Fuck, that really hurt. Um, but with child logic and stuff like that, I think you just you just accept it and you just go, yeah, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Like, say uh, for example, when they are in the Phantom Zone and Selena's like, oh, I'm going to try and kill her, and she shoots mm. like fireballs, and she she's on Earth, but she manages to summon fireballs and shoot him into the Phantom yeah. Zone, and you just kind of go, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, it's true. Like, we'll yeah. mirror that and it's never. But <laughs> yeah. like, there was a lot of lot of movies in the eighties. And it wasn't just children's movies. Mm. Like a lot of them now guaranteed were straight to video. So maybe mm. not, but you do just go, and it just jumps from one scene to another. Yeah, with, with no, no linking or no explanation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just go and with it. And a lot of movies in the eight, there was very little expedition. Yeah. And, you know, there might have someone at the start for going, oh, this is fucking going on. It fucking worked the rest out for yourself. Yeah. You know, but you just kind of, because like people are very good at doing that anyway, linking up. Yeah, you just see, you don't need to have everything like literally spelt out yeah. or anything. Give the, the audience a little bit of credit whereas I think some movies now they go over to the, definitely I think one of the like I mean we're going through a renaissance period of television mm. over the last mm. decade but there's I think people 
confuse uh, uh, quantity with quality. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, look, we can fucking do like 20 episodes, but we'll just explain every last thing and mm. do this. And, you know, where it's like, you know, you don't need, like, there's some things you don't need to spend yeah, like fucking just, an hour on, you know? That's it. Like, I mean, Jesus, you mentioned we were watching Lord of the Rings there, like, and everyone's mm. like, the big complaint about the book was like, endless fucking walking. And it was just walk, walk, walk. Yeah. And then they walk some more and then they looked at a tree and then they looked at the stream and then there was more walking. Mm. And in the film, that's that's very much cut down. It's yeah. like they do a couple of swords. If they of, had to do it. Like, even, yeah. like, this sort of thing, people are shitting all over um, the, the Lord of the Rings TV series from last mm. year. The Rings of Power, that's what it was called. Yeah. Looked at it. That was all right. Wouldn't go looking at it again. Yeah. I look at season two when it comes out. Just to see. Yeah. Um, I thought there were some of the special effects were very good in it. Mm. I don't have a problem with any of the fucking characterization. Mm. I've read the Cimmerillion. Yeah. A lot of people that seem to be shitting all over. I don't think they've actually read the Cimmerillion. Yeah. Um. They've or they've had people taking points out of it maybe and stuff. Mm. But it's it's like the Cimmerillion is a fucking hard read. It's not fun like you know and that's the same with Lord of the Rings mm. it's a fucking difficult read bit of a slog yeah. yeah like I mean if you had absolutely nothing to do in the 60s and the 70s and you read this you there wasn't much fantasy out there you go oh, wow this is great mm. well, I remember reading it before the films came out I think yeah. and it was just like oh yeah, my fucking slog. god there was like some chapters where it was like 20 pages of just describing a forest yeah where you kind of go, I you don't, don't, I don't, I don't fucking detail. care. Like, yeah. I really, really, really don't care. It's like I was just saying to you, got a big raving about it. I can't take it away. The, the book is called Cthulhu Armageddon. Mm. And I've been reading, getting back into reading the last one, I've been reading a few different books. And I read um, other two books that were very kind of uh, wordy, as in W-O-R-D-Y. Mm. Um, and then I read Cthulhu Armageddon. And it's just fucking insane. <laughs> It's like straight to the point, like. But yeah, and no it's just around. really, really good. It's mm. fucking brilliant because it's like loads of stuff keep happening, and the story is really good. Mm. the The world building is amazing, but he doesn't like. He can describe a, a whole fucking city in a paragraph. Mm. It doesn't take fucking like twenty pages to describe one object. Yeah. In it, you know, that's and it's not like this. I'm sure people be going, Oh, well, oh, which is nice to read something very verbose, but it's like you know, sort of the art of gravity sometimes. It's like, He's in the city, there you go, let's see what he's doing in the city. A good writer should be able to describe something in as few words as possible, Mm. you know. It should be like, I mean, there's a reason why Stephen King is probably one of the most prolific and Mm. popular writers of probably of all time, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, with it and like I mean it's, you read these books and they're like a script yeah uh, or they feel like a script or feels like you can hear his voice mm. with it now, or even H.P. Lovecraft as well I mean like he's, oh yeah, you know, yeah. I, I always thought it was hilarious like right I'm coming to the monster and I was like the monster was indescribable <laughs> yeah. and it's like just okay fine yeah. use, and use your imagination and keep kind going of, I think there was a bit of laziness <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in it like um, he seems like the kind of person that would have been Taking the shark pretty up there. lazy, like yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like I mean, it it then your vision of the monster would be very different from my vision of the monster because mm. if it's indescribable, you use your own imagination and you're mm. going to come up with something that's that bit different. Well, that's mine. it's the thing that I really liked about Cthulhu Armageddon as mm. well was that they pull that every now and again as mm. well, where it's like, oh, I could describe it to you, but you vomit all over yourself. <laughs> you know, you kind it's of too and they have it's indescribable. You know, where yeah. it is just that kind of like you no know, poking fun at. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff but uh, how did we get 
uh, this from? Uh, brevity. Oh, brevity, yeah. <laughs> Which is oh. not something we're actually prone to. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was, again... With an 80s thing. movie, so, yeah. yeah. Sort of just like, yep, yeah, this has happened, now this is happening, make yeah. the link yourself kind of a thing. Well, it's like is, with Reacher as well. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I know people are mad about Reacher. I think your man that plays him is very good. Mm. Uh, he'd make a great Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, or even a Superman. Well, no, maybe not a Superman. Batman. Um, yeah. But, um, sure, he played Hawk, was it? Or in the there was like the Teen Titans TV show oh did he he was Hawk or Dove I can't remember which one was it but he was definitely in that Um, but that Reacher TV series Mm. would have been a great movie an hour and a half long movie it was just way too Um, long as a series yeah with a load of action in it Um, more so because you kind of look and you kind of go oh fuck like I really enjoyed the first two episodes Mm. and then it was just like we just kept looking at it just to see the end I didn't give a fuck who was doing the murders (laughs) yeah yeah it was just like and I kind of thought oh well surely the end scene is going to be like fucking mm. batshit no, and it was kind of yeah, it was, it was like a, a crappy shoot bit, a bit of a damn squib really as yeah. well so it was like yeah, yeah. it's done and dusted now it was mm. like oh well that's fair enough so but you know I do think that they thought well look we need to have eight episodes for this yeah I think when just... people do kind of translate things for the screen they do it like it's a formula and as well okay our story is only mm. this long but we need to stretch it out to you know fucking eight 30 minute mm. episodes or something yeah. like that so let's you know drag uh, shit and out and that's what um, like uh, Mike Flanagan who does some of the horror stuff like I like the the Midnight Mass I thought mm. that was good but it could have probably been two episodes shorter mm. um, like I keep meaning to look at his Edgar Allan Poe adaptation for the House of Usher huh. but I think it's like 10 episodes long and I'm like I guarantee a lot of those episodes are going to be fucking filler yeah a bit plotty yeah, yeah. don't necessarily need to keep going mm. with them I suppose but that's I suppose like Supergirl suffered a bit from that as well that's what I say it didn't need to be yeah. two hours long yeah. and there's a longer version there's a director's cut apparently oh that's God. on the Blu-ray Jesus. which is like and the director he did um, there was a film time and time again with Christopher Reeves and, and he All did right. Jaws too. And I'm like, the Jaws 2 is a really good yeah. sequel. Like, mm. it's, um, it's not bad. Like, they could have really fucked up the sequel. Yeah. So this guy, it's not as if he was a shit director, but yeah. it's now the people that were the in charge of Superman that bought the rights at the time, they had their fingers fucking stuck in everything. Mm. Um, and I think it was Warner Brothers got so annoyed with him as well from what I was reading that they just said to him, you fucking get someone, you can get someone else to handle their distribution and do stuff. They were at the, mm. and that's why Superman 4 uh, was, uh, I think it was Golden Globus at Superman 4. Oh, gotcha. It wasn't a Warner Brothers thing. That was like, mm. one, probably one of the worst movies ever made. Um, huh. But you know, the, mm. like if it gets to the stage where Warner Brothers can't deal with it. Yeah, like, yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. yeah. Something with it so I for anyone who hasn't seen like have a look up the canon story mm. um, it's a great documentary about all these films with uh, Golden and Globus they're like um, two producers in the 80s but they did a lot of kind of things like um, we'll probably end up covering a lot of these movies but some of the, a lot of Chuck Norris movies mm. um, but they'd come in and say oh look this is the this is the script this is what's going to happen and they just have insane shit yeah. and they'd be like and they did He-Man they thought He-Man was going to be the thing to save mm. Canon and it ended up they spent the so much money that they yeah. ruined it like they had no idea I think the person that directed it never fucking like knew anything about He-Man so they basically created a world that wasn't anything to mm. do with fucking He-Man Courtney Cox was in that yeah um, so let's look at that actually again actually we might do He-Man for a fucking we oh will God. do He-Man okay. for an episode yeah. but that was meant to be like a series of films it was one mm. of the f- um, not one of the first but one of the few movies to have uh, 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 fucking an end credit scene 
Mm. Where it was like Skeletor's head coming yeah, up meh. out of like, <laughs> I shit on myself. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's where do we get to? I don't. I don't. Very wrongly, you're giving out about like Supergirl being way too long. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're being way too long. But yeah, it's like I think if Warner Brothers probably had mm. a thing, they like. I mean, the thing is, they did get a cut down from like mm. the three hours director's cut, which is horrendous. Like, how yeah. long is that, and how much mm. other shit were they going? Was Apparently, it just like endless episodes of the Ghost Train. It's it's like just filling in kind of bits yeah. and pieces with all the the smaller characters mm. that are in it. Like, it's a lot of. And in fairness, actually, they did do that as well. They had fucking your man, the gardener, go through the actual ghost train ride as well. Fuck yeah. And I was just like, all right, this is very fucking out of the field. But sure, yeah, let's go along with you. And the party that Mm. uh, she had, it was very much like... um, It was a very early early 80s, late 70s kind of a party. Well, it was the kind of thing you could picture, like the Satanist from uh, Mm. Rosemary's Baby going to. That's exactly it, yeah. It's just full of creeps and weirdos. Yeah, but not like like, good creeps and weirdos, just like old creeps and weirdos, yeah. 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 Um, people that are probably like into David Copperfield and shit you know yeah. it, and you can say like straight away as well when fucking Peter Cook the ex-boyfriend starts showing an interest in another woman like Selena just basically mm. she's just a bitch like she's like oh, I'll just spin her upside down never will see her knickers now, I think she was in Superman 3 ah. um, or she was in something mm. I seem to I think she was one of the characters out of that mm. um, because I seem to remember there was it's been so long since I saw it. Richard yeah. Pryor was one of the main characters yeah. in it, but there was like, I think a woman and a man and another woman who oh, kind of went off and did the supercomputer yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was um, but I think there was like that blonde bimbo oh, kind of that. thing. Oh, I think she was, I think that she was mm. a character out of it. Mm. Um, but she was a, a lot more in the um, the director's cut, mm. uh, apparently. Ah. Um, but it's just... Yeah, Here's another weird little tidbit of the crossovers from the those kind of remember I was saying about the novelization of the film mm. and all the rest. Um one of the one of, an early record I ended up buying on vinyl uh, was Superman three, the soundtrack. Oh right. And it was an awful soundtrack. But I, I bought it because I was like, Oh, it's Superman and mm. it was like you never see stuff like that around our local town mm. at the time. I was like, Oh my god, can you please have that? And my father was just like, What? All right, if you have to mm. brought it home and then I was like Oh. <laughs> but then I was after spending like seven whole pounds on it at the time mm. so I was like I have to play it quite uh, a lot now just to listen to it but... and not even a fucking Richard fucking I was going to say Burton <laughs> Richard Pryor yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly stand up yes I know go. but it was, it was so it was, there was all these bizarre little things it's kind of like why would you do a soundtrack of like Superman 3 how bizarre mm. you know but anyway but sorry, the, the, the soundtrack to actually Supergirl was quite good mm. yeah, I kind of got a little bit sick of it a, a, a bit because they had every time she was doing something like look and at a bunny or something like mm. that they had this like wholesome orchestral swell yeah. and I was just like oh fuck and we get it she's pure and innocent mm. and it's, she's a good girl like my god you don't have to have this like flutes and fucking harps mm. and stuff the whole time but there is a thing uh, I mentioned it at the start a comic Laura didn't finish reading it yes. but I'm going to ruin it or anyway um, it's James Gunn's uh, new DC universe thing mm. um, the, they're doing a Supergirl movie and it's based on a comic book by Tom King anyone isn't familiar he did like a hundred episode issue run on Batman there a while ago Uh, he's Mr. Miracle comic book is like fucking highly regarded Um, but he did it's a the comic book is called Supergirl World of Tomorrow and that's going to be the next film Mm. and it's I I loved it. I thought it was it was a brilliant depiction of Supergirl mm. in the universe. You didn't finish reading it. I'm not going to ruin it because I think you should finish. Oh, reading. you can ruin it. I'll read it anyway. 
Um, the, the whole thing with it is it starts off with Supergirl this turns 21 so she wants to go on the piss so mm. she has to go to a planet with a red sun so her superpowers are gone so she can actually get actually drunk get pissed, yeah. so it starts off with her being hung over coming across this girl who's trying to avenge her father's death who got killed by this asshole really mm. um, and it's following them going across the galaxy trying to find your man and it's it's basically a meditation on revenge because they keep coming across these different planets when they're trying to make their way uh, across Mm. to find your man and it's like all these pirates and things and it deals with people being murdered and there's all these kind of like shorter stories pieced together with shown kind of Supergirl's universe in the the Tom King's kind of version of it Mm. Um, and it's Supergirl is just he writes a really compelling character with her now the whole thing is where it finishes is they do end up catching up with your man I won't ruin because there's a lot of good bits in between but when they do catch up with your man it's like Supergirl is like you can kill him if you want but like I mean my dog it's she says that she's going to go and look for your man because her dog Crypto was poisoned It wasn't. She just made that up to kind of go with the girl to try and teach her a lesson about maybe kind of like revenge is not a good thing. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. But the more they go across, the more they see how much of a piece of shit your man is. Your mm-hmm. man has just been murdering people across the galaxy and doing fucking horrendous things. When they catch up with me, is absolutely no remorse. Mm-hmm. Supergirl doesn't want your woman to kill her and they end up basically sending them to the Phantom Zone. Ah, cool. So, Phantom Zone is so handy. So it? they finish it up where it's like the Supergirl still hasn't aged and it's like um, about a hundred years later mm. and the girl is an old woman and she's like, well, this is my gift to you now at the thing. It's like a hundred years here. It's like 300 years in the Phantom Zone. So apparently your man got rehabilitated in the Phantom Zone and he comes through the thing and he's like an old man on the ground. He's like, I'm sorry. I've just thought about saying sorry to you for a hundred years. Blah, 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 blah. Your woman kills him. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and Supergirl is kind of fine with it. Yeah. So where it's there's, it's it's really multifaceted. There's a lot of stuff that happens between those two points mm. as well. That it's like well worth kind of going for. But I thought the ending was just fantastic to mm. it. And if they do it as well, they are doing it as well. If they f- stick to the comic book, which they don't have to, like there's plenty mm. of other things they can do. It's going to be amazing mm. as well because it's all the different planets and stuff. I think it'd be very much like the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. but a little bit more darker. Well, not necessarily darker, but a little bit more fantasy right. driven. Okay. Because there's fucking unicorns and oh, cool. there's a lot of mental fucking shit in it. There's like dinosaurs and there's a there's a lot of super yeah. man stuff in it. And as well, the whole thing with Supergirl, everywhere they go, the, the, it's like a daily thing. Where someone goes up and says, your fucking cousin kind of like got me kind of like oh, exiled yeah. from my planet. I'm going to yeah. kill you. And she's like, I'm actually stronger than my cousin. and fucks him up. <laughs> You know? oh, yeah. but like she has no qualms about killing people you mm. know where Superman knows it. she will fucking behead people of and, yeah, as you should do um, yeah. I think one of the first things she gets shot with arrows at the start but, and mm. she's just like you fucking think that arrows are going to yeah. <laughs> you know take me down kind of the cheek of you yeah. <laughs> yeah. let me show you what pain is really yeah. like mm. um, but that's right I think the future of Supergirl is going we meant to look we must go yeah, and look at the, the TV, TV show series, yeah. Yeah. it's meant to be very mm. very good um, as well because Kevin Smith I think was a showrunner on it or he had some some involvement anyway in it um, and like obviously for people who follow the show 
Kevin Smith fans here, so yeah. kind of. But yeah. it's meant to be very, very good, mm. and your woman, I think, and it is meant to be very good as Supergirl mm. as well. Like, yeah. you know. See, we probably should have watched that before we started rambling on about Supergirl. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but yeah, I suppose yeah, like for people who haven't seen it and you've actually listened to the podcast mm. trip. I think it's worth checking out if you have absolutely nothing else. And if you have Look, a few beers to do yeah, or something Yeah, it's like probably that. better than a lot of the fucking the Marvel shit though lately. Yeah, that, at least there's actually more of a plot say. line to it, yeah. Yeah, well, as well even there's more character I mean, to I it. I was just like, going to say you get to know the characters a bit better as well. Yeah. You know, you get to know the villains, you get to know um, Supergirl, you get to know all the friends and stuff. So and like, I mean, kind of care about them. Well, for as bad as it is, the story is unique. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it really does like, I mean, they could have easily went, all right, let's just copy fucking Superman mm. and like oh she just falls you know and kind of like do the whole thing they don't like it is a fairly original yeah, story it it's is. it's mad mm. and it's batshit crazy at times but it is original mm. like I mean most of the Marvel stuff is just copy and paste yeah. it's like there's loads of, and especially with the sequels when they do mm. like fucking part two to any Marvel movie I think you can just kind of go this is going to be awful mm. um, like Thor the new Iron Man 2 mm. that's what I could never understand with Iron Man 2 Iron Man 1 was such a success it's like all you have to do is just do a little bit more yeah you can Follow do more same now. Blueprint, yeah. yeah and it's just like oh fucking no mm. of course you couldn't do it you just have to bring in these fucking shitty mm. side villains that no one cares about like just fucking bring in a big villain like. yeah um, usual yeah uh, but um, yeah but yeah so I, I do think it's more it is better than most of the Marvel stuff mm-hmm. um, which is saying a lot yeah but yeah like I mean there, there's a few memorable like I mean as I said the Phantom Zone always took out in my mm. head as, as a small kid as well and you never got to see it in Superman 2 as well yeah. so it was kind of cool to see it yeah. in this and it was just kind of like oh it is kind of like yeah, I can it see is horrible. You, yeah. yeah, I can see why you get banished there. It's fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> mm. Mm. But as well, you kind of—I think in Superman two, you kind of taught that. Well, I taught that the Phantom Zone was in the, in you the know, that they were stuck in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Whereas, like, no, that's like just bringing that's your them to the front. Yeah. yeah. Which mm. is and that's such a weird and memorable way of doing it as well mm. because I mean nowhere else do you see people like flipping around the universe and like a fucking pain at glass. Well, that's I think the thing where Zack Snyder went wrong with Superman. It's like I quite like Henry Cavill as Superman. Mm. But I think it was actually just too normal. Yeah. You know, like when you do look at the first and the, mm. sec- the second Superman in particular, there's a lot of weird shit. There's mm. a lot of, like Superman has, what, must be over 100 years now of history. Mm. There's a lot of fucking weird shit happens in Superman. Like yeah. Mr. Mixel picks and, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of weird shit and yeah, not necessarily based in reality. In yeah. This reality, I suppose. And yeah. Batman as well. Like, mm. why they haven't really hammered into the weird Batman stuff, which mm. I have a funny feeling they're going to do when James Gunn is involved, because yeah. he's mm. big into the Grant. A lot of the stuff that he's picking up is the Grant Morrison stuff, mm. which I'm a massive fan. But Grant Morrison was like a real fucking comics fan mm. um, and when he was doing his run on Batman he was bringing a lot of stuff from like the, the 40s and mm. the 30s into it that were like one off weird characters that were I think I have a, it's a book called The Black Library I have it there where mm. it's him showing some of the things and you look at it and you kind of go what the fuck were they thinking you know it's they were really really dark but just like hmm. bizarre fucking characters that were never in like you know um, Batman kind of comics afterwards hmm. um, so like Grant Morrison you can't go wrong 
Mm. Which I think a lot, well, seems to be a bit of people turn on kind of saying, oh, my stuff is just weird. <laughs> Where it's like, it's meant to be. Mm. Like, it's a comic book world. It should be. It shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, how realistic can we make this? Yes, yeah, so like, he gets up and makes his breakfast and washes his plates yeah. and then sits down and reads a newspaper. And oh, that's boring. Yeah, whereas that's where I think Zack Snyder went wrong. Of his eyeballs. Yeah, with yeah. Superman, where it was nearly too grounded for Superman. Mm. Where it was like, and especially with him killing, kind of like, well, all right, I didn't have a problem with the killing Zod at the end of it. Mm. But you do kind of go, he's a bit too gritty you know mm. kind of like dark it should be just mental yeah and the stuff it's about a flying god yeah you know? which I suppose is where Supergirl got it right yeah mm. so anyway yeah like mm. I keep saying go check out Supergirl mm. um, don't expect too much on it but it's it's a decent yeah if, if you're listening to this on the podcast head over to our YouTube channel subscribe mm. over there yeah the podcasts go up over there with um I was going to say visualisations but no it's not but we, we will have stuff coming up on the, mm. the the YouTube channel now kind of like in the new year we'll have a lot more content content over that. there yeah so um, look anyone's after listening thank you very much if you didn't listen oh, well. mm, uh, so until next week leave it there G Mario